Hello, hello, and welcome to the fourth episode of IRL Horror. I'm your host, Buexo, and today we are going back in time. Way back. 2,600 years, to be more exact. Or are we? In 2000, a mummy was being offered on the black antiquities market. You know, as one does when they find a mummy. In case you were shopping around for your very own illegal mummy, for whatever reason, apparently it could be yours for the low, low price of 600 million rupees, which is about 11 million dollars. Also, please don't ever do that. We don't condone naughty behavior here. Trust me, this is not a show you want to end up on. But now that we've covered that and we've agreed that you won't be partaking in any illegal mummy activity, we can continue on. The mummy was discovered by authorities and taken as it should be. You might be thinking, well then, boo, that is an awfully short episode. Case closed. Our job here is done. Well done. And yeah, it would be, but I assure you, this story does not end here. You know me. It's gotta be way more morbid than simply finding an ancient mummified body. Once the mummy was in more capable hands, they discovered that this particular mummy was wrapped Egyptian style in a wooden coffin with carved cuneiform writing and images of a deity called Ahura Mazda. Ahura Mazda was one I had to look up, but it's a god that can be found in ancient Iranian religions, specifically Zoroastrianism that they believe created the universe and the cosmic order. Darius I was a Persian king that worshipped this god. The mummy that the authorities now had had this gold breastplate that had an inscription that informed them that this mummy was supposed to be a Persian princess some 2,600 years prior. The inscription, in part, read, I am the daughter of the great King Xerxes. While they were busy figuring out anything about this mummy that was being sold, a few countries like Iran, Pakistan, and Afghanistan's Taliban regime decide to try to lay claim to it. While they're fighting about that, insurance companies won't even insure the mummy because, one, they can't place who should have it, and two, if it's indeed even real. So this has brought on international attention, with the countries trying to lay claim and the archaeologists and translators looking into it all. It's always exciting when something like this is found. Finding our lost history is a big deal and certainly interesting. It turns out that Oscar White Mascarilla from the Metropolitan Museum of Art was sent pictures of what he thought was a similar-looking mummy prior to this, asking if the museum would be interested in buying it. The inquiry came from someone in New Jersey the march prior to the mummy being discovered by authorities on behalf of what this person claimed to be a collector from Pakistan. So they were really trying to sell this mummy to whoever they could. They really wanted that 600 million rupees. But you know, a museum is a good place to try for that. So I'll give them that. 
It was certainly ambitious of them. So Mr. Mascarella thought the mummy might be a fraud. He contacted the translator that translated the plate and found that that wasn't the only thing it said. The rest of it was actually from a famous inscription from that King Darius who worshipped Ahura Mazda. Now, this would have happened somewhere closer to 500 BC. The mummy in question here was dated to 600 BC. So for those of you like me who can't remember high school history, 500 BC actually comes after 600 BC. So it's not even possible for this text to be quoted on the breastplate. The breastplate should predate the text that was quoted. Strange, yes? Yes. Upon further inspection, mostly because all these countries and people were fighting over it, they did things like CT scans and other testing to try to determine who should have this mummy and who it was and where they're from, etc. Well, those findings came to a horrifying and unexpected conclusion in January of 2001. That mummy wasn't actually a mummy, at least not in the sense that people thought. The wooden coffin had pencil marks on it, which are a more recent invention of our world. And the inscription on the breastplate was apparently poorly written by someone with less than stellar knowledge of the language and time period, which seems like one of the biggest things to tip them off. That said, apparently it was all otherwise convincing enough. Asma Ibrahim was one of the people to be working with this mummy, she knew something was off. Apparently, there has never been any proof that the Persians mummified their dead, but the mummy had all these makings and markings of the Persian royal court. The royal tombs had long been raided, centuries before, and the bodies never recovered, so there wasn't any way to know. Despite their attempts to control the temperature and take care of this mummy, it was decaying fast, making it hard to preserve or test. So when they finally realized it was fake, that was unfortunate for the person it actually is. Through testing, they were able to determine that this was the body of a woman between the ages of 21 and 25, although still under 5 feet tall. In the CT scan, they were able to see that she is indeed mummified. She's missing her internal organs, and they are all replaced with powder for things like the organs and the torso, and even a gel-like substance where the brain should be. This woman was ritually mummified, looking to the team like how any royal Egyptian would have been, except they were told this was a Persian princess. Further testing concluded that the woman was of Iranian descent. An expert on mummification was called in, Bob Breyer, because the team wanted a second opinion on what exactly was going on here. Upon examining the scans of the mummy and comparing them to scans of known Egyptian mummies, he was able to clearly show the differences between the two. Egyptians, he says, were very skillful and precise. Whoever did this wasn't. It was done differently. For example, when Egyptians removed the brain from mummification, they did it by going through the nose, breaking the bone, and basically scrambling the brain so they could liquefy them and it could come out through the nose. That's not what was done to this woman. Her brain was removed another way. Basically, Egyptians did all this with as little damage to the body as possible. 
Yet there are still some similarities, like how her arms were crossed and the fact that they did remove all the organs and replace them with other things. Except for one. The Egyptians thought that you think with your heart, so they left the heart where it was for the next life. They didn't want you to struggle or be stupid or whatever they thought. This mummy? The heart was gone. They simply wouldn't have done that, and there aren't other people that we know of that did mummify their dead. So, it should have been there if it were illegitimate. Turns out, this woman was mummified approximately two years prior to being discovered. So, certainly not 600 BC. And when her bones were eventually carbon dated, they found that she died in 1996. So, less hieroglyphs and more frosted tips. Are you catching on? Yeah. That means that someone... No, not someone, but likely an entire team, killed this woman and mummified her. So let's break this down a little, because it's just crazy and so horrifying. Now, I'm definitely no expert in any of this, but this woman dies, and to the people examining her, it does look like murder. So this young, early 20-something-year-old woman is murdered. Then someone someone with a lot of knowledge on anatomy and mummification, who also had the space, time, and equipment to remove her organs, replace them, use the right chemicals and enough of them, and then let her dry out for a good month or so, did all of that. Which I'm going to assume that's got to be someone that's a scholar or an archaeologist or something along those lines. Because I certainly couldn't do something like that. I don't think most people could. Then you also have whoever or however many multiple people you'd need to make the coffin. Someone to make the gold breastplate and the mask and everything else that was on her or with her. But not only that, then you'd also need someone to learn or someone who already knows cuneiform to write out the inscription. And you'd have to look all of that up, too. While there were mistakes, it was still fairly well done. So again, likely another scholar or something along those lines. And then to complicate it even more, you have to have all these middlemen. The people trying to sell it, take pictures and videos and all of that. Whatever they had going on. This was a whole operation that took a long time and... It sounds like a lot of skill. They removed her organs. Did they sell those too? Or just discard them? And for what? $11 million? $11 million that they didn't even get. Was someone's life really worth all of that? Really, it's rhetorical. The answer is no. Who is this poor woman? Is her family out there wondering what happened to her? Did she suffer? From the testing the team did, it doesn't look like she was simply a grave robbery. Something like that would apparently have to be done fast and very soon after death in those climates. But there is disagreement on that. It's all very calculated, regardless. The team called in Professor Chris Milroy from the University of Sheffield, who is a leading forensic pathologist, to figure out what happened to this woman. They could see that her back was broken, likely from a blunt object. From what I can see, Professor Chris Milroy thinks that she was in fact a grave robbery, 
but no one knows for sure. Two of the middle men were arrested for a murder investigation, although it seems like they believe this mummy was genuine, so it doesn't look like much information came from them. In an attempt to identify her and figure out what happened, they did try to recreate her face and show it around where they think she was from, but I don't see anything about anyone ever coming forward saying that they know who it is. While all this was happening, two more mummies popped up for sale on the Black Antiquities Market. So it's entirely possible that there is some sort of mummy factory out there. Someone trying to make a profit by either grave robbing or killing people to mummify and sell them. The area this is happening in is big on things like art forgeries, so it makes sense that this is where that would be happening. That makes me wonder how many others there may have already been or have been since. Why would two more pop up for sale if it hasn't been fruitful in the past? It seems like a lot of work and sounds like it takes a lot of skill. It would have to be worth the risk, wouldn't it? As for who this Persian mummified princess really is, I don't know. I can't find any more recent information about this, or if it was ever totally solved, or even any more information on the other mummies that popped up. So, I will leave you with this incredibly creepy knowledge of a possible, dare I even say likely, mummy farm out there somewhere, run by who knows who getting their bodies and... Who knows what way? I'll let you decide what you think about all of it. If you have a case you'd like me to cover or have a story of your own you'd like me to tell, I'd love to hear from you. You can email them to storiesforboo at gmail.com. Until next time, thank you for listening. Stay spooky and please stay safe.